Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 885, air date February 19th, 2021. War Room, Pandemic, with Stephen K. Bannon. Is Dr. Shiva from MIT. I've known Dr. Shiva for a number of years when he first ran for the Senate. And what I can tell you, he's one of the smartest guys in the country. I think he's got four degrees from from uh, MIT. I've always teased him. He's he. I finally met the guy with two brains. This one of the smartest guys around. And Dr. Shiva's got his own story. He's in he's in court right now with a lawsuit that continues to press forward. So this is when people come back and say, hey, we got to take you down because you can't say the F word, the fraud word. I said, hey, they're recalling, they're recalling the Maricopa County uh, board of Supervisors, they're trying to send him to jail, but the Senate's trying to get a, a, a warrant out for him to, to arrest him. In Georgia's there's lawsuits. Dr. Shiva's got lawsuits up in, up in Massachusetts. There's things going on in Michigan. There's guys looking at the machines. They're looking at recounts. They're, they're, they're doing everything. And this is either at state legislatures or, uh, or in courts, either state or federal courts. This is not a bunch of guys sitting at a bar yelling at a TV. So I want to bring Dr. Shiva on. And here's one of the reasons I wanted to do with Dr. Shiva today. Dr. Shiva is probably one of the most sophisticated technologists I've ever met, right? And, you know, he's not a guy that's gone off the grid up to northern Idaho and is, uh, you know, working a subsistence farm up there. He's, he's got four degrees, I think, from MIT. He's a Massachusetts resident, which is the heart, the second heart. You've got Silicon Valley. You've got 128 in Boston around MIT and, and, and Harvard. And then you've got now Austin, Texas as the three great tech centers of the United States. So Dr. Shiva, I just have a question and, 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 and I'm not singling out Dominion and I'm not singling out ESS. Or I'm not singling out Smartmatic. I just have a basic, simple question. Given the amount of voting that comes through, et cetera, why, and I want to ask you, cause you're a technology guy, why do we even need voting machines? Why can't we just go back to a time and it may take a day longer. Why can't we go back to a time when we used to count all these votes by hand, because then we can remove all the finger pointing and questioning, and is there a server on the moon, or is there a gun battle in Frankfurt, or are the Chinese doing this? Do we absolutely, from your point of view, as a technologist, do we need voting machines? Well, Steve, depends on who we mean by we. If you're the elites, they need voting machines because you want to centralize voting. The founders of this country are all about decentralization of power. What voting machines allow to do, Steve, is they allow centralization of power. On September of 2020, Mark Zuckerberg gave $50 million to an organization called Center for Election Innovation Research, run started by a woman called uh, Amy Cohen, who is one of the defendants in our lawsuit. She's executive director of NASA, and that was to centralize vote tabulation. So if you want to control elections, if you want them to be selections, which is where what I believe we have in this country, and there's more than enough evidence and not elections, you do want to make everything electronic and you want to centralize vote tabulation. There's no reason. I mean, I think I, you and I were sharing earlier in my lawsuit, I told the judge that we, you know, I find it as an MIT guy to be in an ironic situation where I have to say that I'm becoming a Luddite, which means you believe in using non-technical methods. We should go back to hand counted paper ballots at the precincts and they should be reported at the precincts. That's what needs to happen, Steve. And Election Day should be a national holiday, maybe bigger than Christmas in some ways, where high school students, every, everyone gets involved, and we all go back to the local model of counting the votes by hand and reporting them by hand, Steve. It's the only way out of this. You cannot trust these electronic voting 
methods at all, particularly when you find out that the secretaries of state and the National Association of State Election Directors are actually certifying voting machines with a feature in that, which has been around since 2002, called a weighted race feature, where you can literally multiply votes. And I didn't believe this, Steve, until I actually looked at the manual, started studying it. And in my own election in Massachusetts, we were able to, uh, in, in our lawsuit, which has been unrebutted, the mathematical analysis, and there's a lot of smart people here at MIT, uh, where we've shown that they multiplied our votes by approximately two-thirds, and the other guys by 1.2 in the Republican primary. Well, hold, hold on, hang, hang, hang on a second. I just want to, I want to get, I want to put a pin in, I'm coming to that in a second. You said decentralization and go back to the precinct level, make it a national holiday, have high school kids, a civics, whatever. Count it and keep the ballot, keep it at the, keep it at the precinct level, report up, but keep your hands on those paper ballots. Isn't the, the sh- isn't the shift in technology today, whether it's blockchain or cryptocurrency, isn't everything in, in, um, in technology today, driving to decentralization, where you're actually giving more authority and more responsibility and more decision-making to people down at, at lower levels. Isn't that what technology is about right now, a massive blockchain being key, a massive process of decentralization? Well, here's the thing, Steve. Uh, I'm going to answer that the following way. In, in 1787, there was an organization created by the founders called the United States Postal System. When that innovation was created, it was for decentralization of communications. It was supposed to be the backbone of the First Amendment. It's going to sound really weird when people say, what's what's he talking about, the the Postal Service? There was a lot of heated discussion that the founders had that in order for the First Amendment to exist, you needed to have a vehicle for each individual to communicate with another at a lower cost, at a a very low cost, which was secure and protected and private because the Crown wasn't allowing to do that. Well, the Postal Service was the public comments. It was intended to not only for postal mail, it was supposed to offer infrastructure for all sorts of transactions. So yes, you have software technologies like blockchain, but who is controlling the infrastructure of all this, uh, uh, Steve? It's a, it, it, the, we, have tra- we, have tra- we have handed over, outsourced our infrastructure, particularly in the area of communications, at least to three major companies in the software world, Google, um, you know, uh, Facebook and Twitter, and in the hardware world, to a, probably three or four AT&T, Vodafone, uh, and and uh, Verizon, who controlled the pipes. So all of this, what you're saying, yes, the software could be true, and there's other, you know, blockchain is not complete, but there was supposed to be a modus operandi. Some things were supposed to be the public comments. The Postal Service, in my view, forgot their innovative history, has completely done, uh, you know, not kept up with the times. Imagine if the Postal Service, Tim, off, uh, uh, Steve, offered an infrastructure, that infrastructure was equivalent to Facebook, Twitter, and the ability for us to do localized voting. That's what that infrastructure was supposed to be for. And they've lost their way. In 1997, I met with the Postal Service when I saw email volume overtake, uh, you know, uh, postal volume. And I said, you guys need to offer the same public infrastructure because the big tech guys are going to take over the foundation of the First Amendment. They thought it was a ridiculous idea. 2011, they're going out of business. And you see what the conditions have become. We are essentially headed to, in many ways, towards fascism because the state and the government dictate to these private companies how to control communications. It's a very fundamental issue. I hope I want to go to it now. No, no, it's fantastic. But I want to go now to your court case. 
I want people to talk about because you're relentless. I say, if you got Dr. Shiva involved, he's not going to back off. You're, you're in a couple of lawsuits. It's going through federal court. They haven't been thrown out yet. You've got all kind of mathematical analysis in there to support your case. But tell us about this thing that you found out about, weighted race. Why are they even weighting things and multiplying people, different people by different, by different, uh, by different uh, uh, you know, mathematical sets? Why are they just counting the votes? Well, Steve, uh, let me talk about the lawsuit, and I'll answer that question. There's two lawsuits we have, Steve. One is uh, court case 1189, which is, on, which is the fundamental issue with uh, the violation of the First Amendment, and the other is on one person, one vote. The first lawsuit I filed was uh, in late September when I found out that these voting machines, uh, by the way, in Massachusetts, everyone's background, we ran an amazing campaign, 3,000 volunteers, 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers, the Republican GOP swamp through a guy who was nowhere to be found. On election night, we win, Steve, in Franklin County, which was predominantly all hand-counted votes. In every other county, Steve, 60 40, 60 40, 60 40, 60 40, 60 40. Yeah, they said, Shiva, you're going to win this race. It's a landslide. And I didn't believe, Steve, even though, you know, I'm, you know, I believe in all the swamp and I can expose that, that election fraud really took place in this country. Yeah, India, Africa, yeah, it goes on, but not in America. But that night, Steve, it was so clear to me on September 1st as I saw the results coming in. By September 9th, I put my heart and soul into it. I found out that at the electronic voting machines, when you take a ballot and you scan it, Steve, it, it takes an image. It's called the digital ballot image. That image is what is actually tabulated. The ballot image is the image when you go to the electronic digital form. So I was tweeting out like crazy, Steve, election fraud took place in Massachusetts. The Secretary of State deleted over one million ballots dash ballot images. The Secretary of State of Massachusetts communicated with me saying, we don't need to save ballot images in Massachusetts. We don't generate them. By Massachusetts law, we, we, we're prohibited from creating them. I write back an email saying, please show me the statute. They write back an email saying, we save the paper, but we don't store ballot images. I said, you violated federal law according to USC, uh, 52 USC 20701. Any data generated in connection with the federal election must be saved. Anyway, when I did that on September 25th, 26th, and I put those four emails up on Twitter, bam, I'm taken off, Steve. And who took me off? Not Twitter. Out of the 19,001 uh, uh, 19, tweets I'd done up to that day, never had I been banned by Twitter. But when that happened, Steve, the government, we found out, in testimony, contacted Twitter. The government, the Secretary of State, said, get this guy off. In testimony, in four-hour testimony, by the way, Steve, I represented myself in that case, in a hearing, the judge reprimanded them, and he gave me the terms of my TRO order. It was found out that the Secretary of State of Massachusetts has a hotline. They're a trusted Twitter partner. Up until then, the Attorney General was saying, oh, anyone could have turned off Shiva. Total BS. They contacted Twitter. So big tech is a ruse. Government has never gone after big tech because they need them. They, they turn Twitter on. And this is, gets even more interesting, Steve. In testimony, the judge says, you know, maybe I'm old school. I believe in the First Amendment. But why don't you simply go on Twitter if you disagree with Dr. Shiva? Turned out they also contacted the National Association of State Election Directors, funded by the Rockefellers, funded by Quadrivium. And those, those guys also contacted Twitter. Why? Because I was exposing this fundamental issue that they delete ballot images, Steve. The ballot images are the ballots. Why? Now it gets to the second lawsuit. The ballot images are the fingerprints, the path that directly relate 
to the computer algorithms. Because when you throw away the ballot images... Dr. Shiva, hang on. We're going to come right back. I want to finish this up. Dr. Shiva will join us after the break. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Um, I want to get back to Dr. Shiva. Look, in the in the live chat and on hashtag Worm Pandemic, whether you're in Telegram or at, at Real America's Voice or Worm.org, it's on fire for Dr. Shiva. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring Dr. Shiva back tomorrow. Subject to his schedule, we'll figure it out in the morning show or the afternoon show, and we'll get the word out there because this audience is um, – on tenterhooks. But I will say something, and I've not been a machine guy. I've been focused on the low-hanging fruit of how it was principally stolen by, uh, you know, illegal alien voting, underage voting, whether it's Georgia, Arizona, uh, Wisconsin, you know, the IC is up there and definitely confined. However, I have said that I think the solution for this, for the machines is going to come from the lawyer DiPerno in Antrim County and Dr. Shiva, the Senate candidate, really in a primary in Massachusetts. There, I think you're going to find it. And Shiva's in federal court. The, the, the lawsuit continues to go on. I want to leave it hanging, but here's what we need to do tonight, Dr. Shiva, before you go. How do people go to your site? Tell people how they follow you on Twitter, how they follow you on the different social media, but particularly how they get to your site and find out more information about this, because this audience is united in the question of why do we actually need machines and what do we need to do to get rid of them? Sir. Yes, so people should go to VaVictoryAmericaShiva, S-H-I-V-A.com. And Steve, what we're doing is we're building our own underground platform for people to communicate, get educated. And you'll find on that site, VaShiva.com, and you can go to slash join, and you can join this movement of people coming together to want to get educated. But more importantly, one of the things that we're doing is to offer people an opportunity to communicate which is the environment independent of big tech. So that's actually taking place. And uh, when you go to that site, you can get access to the lawsuits. We're calling one of them the one person, one vote lawsuit, Steve, which we'll talk about more tomorrow, and the First Amendment lawsuit. But these are two very fundamental lawsuits that what's wild about this, Steve, is I'm representing myself in court, okay? We couldn't find any of the swamp lawyers to do it, so I had to do it myself. Dr. Shiva, I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> Dr. Shiva, with four degrees from MIT. Sir, it's a great honor to have you on. We're looking forward to you tomorrow. One, one more time, give the site so people can go to it. I want to make sure everybody gets there. Remember, Steve, I was thrown off Twitter again when I brought up those four ballot images on February 1st. So we went back into uh, the judge because we're telling the judge that they violated his order. But go to my direct site, VA, Victory America Shiva, S H I V A dot com. And join, start getting educated, or be enslaved. That's our slogan, Steve. We've got to get people educated and how these systems are interconnected. Thank you, sir. Dr. Shiva, see you Thanks, tomorrow. Steve.